0: Loving God, we ask you to speak to us now. Would you take the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts. May they be acceptable to you, Lord God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, we've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. What a great day yesterday. 1,600 of us. How glorious is that. What a magnificent kingdom day talk about faith in action faith that makes a difference the title of our summer series that I'm concluding today on the book of James you are making a big difference all over the place thank you so today we reach the final verses of the book of James where he instructs us to pray with faith for healing and to confess our sins so we can be forgiven. I encourage you to read the book of James as often as you need to. When you think you have got it all down, then you don't need to read it anymore. I personally think that there's nothing too small and nothing too big to talk to God about in prayer. I do thank God for parking places. And I pray for peace in the world. And like Elijah in our text today, we did pray that it wouldn't rain yesterday, especially on the painting crew in the morning. The rain began at my house around 5.20 in the afternoon. God is so gracious. On our family vacation this summer, we had two fun experiences that relate to prayer that we will remember for a long time. We'd returned to our car in a parking lot, having paid for our ticket at a pay station quite a distance away, so that when we tried to exit, the gate wouldn't go up to let us out, as we had exceeded the time limit allowed. My husband William persisted and inserted the ticket three times, which reminds me of the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. But he put the ticket in a fourth time and called out in frustration, Come on, Lord! The gate shut up! Right on you We were event was this. The front door of our home does not have a door knocker or a bell. So on holiday we went looking for a door knocker. We found a hardware store in a city we'd never been to before and looked at the few samples displayed on the wall. Not seeing one all four of us liked, you know how that is, we asked, do you have any more we could see? The man took us out of the store, around the corner, up the street, and unlocked the door to a huge supply room. Did he have more? (laughs) There were more door knockers of every size, metal, and shape than we thought possible. I thought to myself, isn't that just like God? God always has so much more for us than we can even imagine. We have this limited view, and God wants to open up our horizons, not only to what He can do, but to what He can do in and through us. The door knocker, when we finally get it on the door, will remind us to ask, seek, and knock, as Jesus told us to do, and as James reminds us, as we heard last week. Are any among us suffering or sick? Yes. Are any joyful? Yes. In our very large community of faith, we have people suffering from many different things. Broken bodies, broken relationships, broken promises, causing emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. And so James tells us to pray for healing. Prayer is calling out, crying out to God in whatever situation you find yourself. James also tells us to confess our sins. He knows that we need to confess to another person, not simply to God, so that we do not deceive ourselves. And so that we can be assured of God's forgiveness because we hear it spoken by another Christ follower in God's name. We all need at least one person besides God who knows everything about us and I'm not thinking about therapists. We all need at least one person let me say it again besides God who knows everything about us. I know many people who found healing from their suffering, sickness and sin through 12-step recovery programs. They found a place where they could be completely honest where they could confess to others and pray for one another and be healed so who do you talk to when things get tough when you're hurting when things aren't going the way you planned or the way you wanted them to do you talk to everyone but God you may be asking does prayer make a difference yes it's one way of putting our faith into action and it does make a big difference whatever you do Whatever you're doing, pray. We are a praying church. We believe in prayer. There are many opportunities for prayer here. There are people available to pray after each worship service. Anointing prayer is offered once a month during the six o'clock service. We offer inner healing prayer. You may join any number of prayer groups. There's a group of women who pray faithfully on Thursday mornings. They've been doing it for years and we have a prayer chain. You can pray using scripture, especially the Psalms. Write down your prayers if it helps you to talk with God. Don't forget that prayer is supposed to be a two-way conversation, not a list of your demands. Praying is not telling God what to do and then how to do it. How many of us have a vending machine mentality when we think of prayer? A friend commented recently on how we often only want Jesus to do something for us, rather than want to simply be with Jesus. You can talk to God as if you were talking to a close friend, but then stop and take time to listen to what God wants to say to you in the silence. Don't think you have time to pray? Pray while you're doing something else. I think that's okay. I pray while I'm swimming laps. And I try to just do it and stop and pray for a person then and there, even people I bump into in the store, so watch out, and not say, I'll be praying for you, and then forget to do it. Remember last week we heard Don't boast about all the plans you make. Why? Because they can be interrupted at any moment, and we don't know what tomorrow will bring. But we love to plan ahead, don't we? We like to have things to look forward to. But then something happens out of the blue. A sudden loss, an unexpected diagnosis, a tragic divorce, and everything is changed. In Guatemala, people actually say, in Spanish, I'll see you tomorrow, if the Lord wills. We take so many things for granted. We think many things are our rights. And an attitude of entitlement creeps in, even in our praying, if we're not careful. I've had the joy of talking to just a few of the many amazing people in our congregation who are living with courage and grace as they face serious ongoing illness. These are people of strong faith who, in spite of huge challenges, are trusting God's goodness, counting their blessings, and believing that God has the power to heal them. One member of our church has been in a small group where they pray for one another for 25 years. I'll call her Sally. She's been suffering for years with a chronic, degenerative, neurological disease. She told me that in her group they lay hands on each other and pray for healing, just as scripture tells us. That's just plain common sense, she said. She said, I've been taken into a world I needed to be in, and without this illness, I wouldn't have gone there. She believes in the sovereignty of God and in Romans 8.28 We know that all things does not say some things the nice things, the things I wanted, all things work together for good for those who love God who are called according to his purpose Her disease has given her empathy for others Her life has been completely changed Is she depressed some days? Yes but she knows that the only path out is to focus on the things she's grateful for. She does that for 10 minutes every day. Someday she has to force herself to do it. She's amazed at what God is showing her through her illness. She's amazed at the miracle of our bodies, how God created them. A frequent prayer of mine is, Help! I need God's help on a daily basis, and so I'm going to use H-E-L-P to explore prayer this morning. Help, The H. It could be for humility, humor, honesty. It used to be pronounced honesty or hope. We need all of these when we pray. But I chose Holy Spirit for the H of help. We need the gift of the Holy Spirit to know how to pray. And we need the fruit of the Spirit. Listen, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as we pray for healing. I like the way the Holy Spirit is referred to as the comforter, which I think is a perfect image for us in the Pacific Northwest. The Holy Spirit wraps around us with loving grace and care like a down comforter that we could do with this morning when we need it most. The E could certainly be for encouragement, energy, enthusiasm but the E in health that I chose is for eternal perspective. The people I spoke with are all facing their own mortality They're not in denial of death. By God's grace, they've come to a place of acceptance, and they're open to what God is teaching them in the school of suffering, even when they didn't sign up for the class. They have an eternal perspective on life. I called a friend recently whose son is battling brain cancer. She commented on his amazing attitude. He has an eternal perspective. He's aware that his life on earth is very short. Such a brief moment in time compared with the importance of eternity. We tend to focus on this earthly life as if that's all there is. These people pray with strong faith for healing. But it's in the context of eternity and their belief and hope in the resurrection, life after death, because of Jesus Christ. The L is for let go. When we pray, we need to let go of our control, and we have to let God be God. Relinquishment is another word for this process. Your will, God, not mine, be done. We have to let go of our demands. Letting go, in case you haven't noticed, requires trust. Sally has learned to look for the gift in the illness, the blessings that come with it she told me I was the control freak she is no longer she's learning to let other people do things their way even things for her in her own home sometimes she's tempted to think she's been put on the back burner but God is taking her into a whole new ministry of praying for others over the phone Jane has ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, which is incurable at this point. She reminds herself that God has surprised her so many times before, such as her husband Earl's sudden appearance in her life seven years ago. Jane was a problem solver, a take-charge person who would control, fix, and tackle anything. Now she's having to slow down and let go of her previous way of doing life. These women are gracious, honest, humble, and hopeful. They're grateful people knowing that they're greatly blessed even if their bodies are not healed this side of heaven. They live one day at a time. They do not make grand plans. They are not afraid of death. They've learned to receive help from others and to give up control. They are both reaching out in love and support to others Praying for them and doing what God invites them to do for his kingdom. I want to encourage all those of you who can't physically do what you used to be able to do. You can have a powerful ministry of praying for others. For Bellevue and beyond. For peace in the world. Pray through the church directory. Pray for every event listed in the messenger. Pray for the safety of the hundreds of construction workers currently in our area. Pray for every home on your street. There's a whole world to pray for. The P in health could stand for the gift of God's presence, protection, provision and power. But the P is for people. We need people to walk alongside us in our healing and forgiveness journey. That's how we experience God's love in a tangible way. Karen is one of the most courageous women I know, facing many rigorous, painful medical procedures as she pursues healing. Having had one stem cell transplant, she now needs a second one. These are some of her insights. When you have a serious illness, your emotional and spiritual health and your attitude are very important. It's so easy to feel angry or sorry for yourself. The wonderful support of people's love and care and prayers carries me through hard days and nights. It's extremely important to have this kind of support. That's what you all are providing for many people in our family of faith. She says it's a real blessing to find out how many lives you've touched. The kind and compassionate care of the hospital staff was an unexpected blessing. When you feel this vulnerable, she said, she's lost her hair for the third time in three years. It's wonderful to have people who take it all in stride and treat you as a human being, not a case. A regular phrase on my lips these days is, life is fragile. As many of you know, Mark Farney's plans were suddenly changed on June 22nd when he was shot at close range in the stomach. Without the immediate help of Harborview Medical Center, Mark would not be alive today. But Mark and his family believe that God saved his life through excellent medical care and through prayer. All the physical evidence supports that Mark should not have survived. People gathered here at First Press for the first prayer vigil for Mark on the very day that he was shot. We simply asked God to save Mark's life so that others would know that God is alive, that God loves them, and that God has the power and the desire to heal. Mark first came home 15 days after the shooting. This is a quote from the July 9 entry on Mark's Caring Bridge website, written by his parents, Brian and Rebecca. We have relied mightily on your prayers, messages, and support. We can only hope that your faith and appreciation for the power of prayer have been magnified as has ours. Then on July 27th, the entry read, Mark has faith that God wants him to heal fully and believes that he will have a full recovery. We are most impressed with his perspective and attitude. We feel strongly that the prayer support we have been blessed with to date is at the foundation of the miracle we have experienced. So continued prayer is much appreciated as this journey continues. You have sustained us in ways we find difficult to explain and we feel your love and support daily. We cannot begin to thank you. Love, the finest. When I spoke with Rebecca, she said the whole family never felt abandoned. They felt uplifted, supported, and sustained through God's people. They're excited about the plans God has for Mark in the future, and they're all giving all the praise and glory to God for what he's done and is continuing to do for their family. Please continue to pray for all of these friends and many, many others in our church family. When you pray, which I hope you do often, remember help. The Holy Spirit, have an eternal perspective, let go, trust God, and rely on God's people. God hears their prayers on our behalf, and God wants to use us to help heal others, and we can assure someone of God's forgiveness for them. That's what a caring community of faith is all about. A place where we can be loved and healed, accepted and forgiven. So remember, whatever you do, pray. Loving God, we thank you for the miracle and the power of prayer. That we can speak to the God who created the cosmos. And you hear And you respond. Help us to pray more often and with more passion, knowing that you will answer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.